You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Credentials Required. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. As always, I want to remind you to go to our social media channels. On Twitter and Instagram, it's NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And finally, on YouTube, search No Credentials Required. Hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications bell. That's when you know new episodes are, or new videos, excuse me, are up and running. On the podcast side, do subscribe on any of the podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, wherever you find podcasts. Give us a rating too, if you can, on any of the uh, social media, um, sorry, on any of the podcast platforms. Five stars is preferred. And if you can, write a review and we might even read it on the air. This week, in episode 69, this is episode 69 of No Credentials Required. This week, I've in this episode, I have Ducon Williams from the Arena Football Statement, which you can find on YouTube. Great channel, great content on there, covering lots and lots of indoor football. It's going to be part of our coverage with of indoor football this year on bellyup.tv. So check out his stuff 
uh, on the social media channels. He's also a uh, he's also tells us tells us about a movie that he produced. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm also going to go into my commissioner power rankings, which I'm bringing back from my old days at around for the weekend. You can find those on YouTube on the YouTube side. Basically, any basically go on the YouTube channel for around for the weekend. If you want to look at the past, if you want to check out the past power rankings that I've done. Before we get into this episode of No Credentials Required, just want to talk about one of our friends at Godzilla Media, and that is Johnstone Supply. It's never too early to start thinking about summer and air conditioning. Call now for preseason pricing on John Goodman Central ACs. Or if you're looking to go with Fujitsu Mini Splits, they've got that too. The best quality products and unbeatable prices. And if you're a homeowner that's mulling your options, you want to get hooked up with a local contractor that can figure out your family's needs, call John Stone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922. And as always, the lowest pr- they have the lowest prices on Milwaukee Tools Guarantee. Just hit, hit the counter twice. And ask for any of the guys and tell them that no credentials required sent you. All right, so first off, we're going to have Dukon Williams from Arena Football Statement. Thank you for being a friend. You've got a friend in me. But you say he just a friend. And you say he just a friend. This is the Friends with Ryan segment, only on No Credentials Required. Hello, everyone. This is the Friends with Ryan segment. If you're not familiar with it, this is where friends, both old and new, stop by to talk sports. We've got a very special guest with us today in in episode 69. We're going to bring in an indoor football enthusiast. And uh, all around good guy, we got Dukon Williams, who's joining us from a from a bookstore, from a bookshop, coffee shop slash game store. So I'll bring him on in. There he is. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. Let's see you enjoying your uh, your your beverage of choice, Dukon Williams. How are we doing today? <clears throat> doing very well, Ryan. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good myself. So you fancy yourself as an indoor football enthusiast? Tell you. Can you tell the audience how you got into indoor football? Was was it just you just stumbled upon it one day? Did you go to a game? Like how? Who do you, do you credit somebody for getting you into it? I became very disgruntled with the National Football League, but I still mm-hmm. loved the game of football. Mm-hmm. And avoid, I found what I thought was honest football. Of course, there's politics in it all the time, but there was more honest football in uh, arena slash indoor football, and it just attracted me more. The game was more fast-paced. It felt more intimate, and uh, and so I looked into that, and then uh, right where I'm from, uh, here around Springfield, Missouri, uh, there was a semi-pro team that had posted for tryouts, and when I was a young man, I went and tried out and made the team and, and played hey. a season with them and been hooked ever since. Yeah, what was the team that what was the team that you uh, that you played for? The Springfield Wolfpack out of Missouri, part of the um, American Professional Football League. Okay, okay. So they, so it wasn't they weren't split from the original NWO. It was just a regular Wolfpack. <laughs> to go with a wrestling reference here, but just uh, no, I'm just kidding with you. Um, 
what was the you know you, you do the uh, arena football statement it comes out every ever comes out every every so often but now you're getting you're ramping things up with uh, with coverage you just covered the CIF you their their pro they did their rankings you just did actually release the IF your IFL rankings now, what was the impetus to start arena football statement you know i'm actually not sure maybe it was just <laughs> enthusiasm blind okay. enthusiasm um, I laid down the melancholy burden of sanity, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, conceived a very strange project. And that was, hey, I'm a filmmaker and uh, yeah. I like to work with cameras. I like the creative process. Mm-hmm. And so I took two of my favorite things, filmmaking and arena football. He said, let's put them together. Awesome. That's a really that's that's really cool. I watched I watched some of your videos before before we jumped on the interview and we jumped on the interview and I I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan, I'll admit. Hey, thank it. you. Straightforward. <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh it's a bit of, a bit of the uh both the uh, entertainment and educational uh type thing in terms of uh in terms of the of letting people know about indoor football. So, I'm a I'm a fan. Good deal. I'm I'm glad that it translates that way because I thought I was a complete dork. Sanity reasons. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, um, hey, fellow dork, <laughs> fellow dork, speaking yourself, myself. <laughs> Good man. Good All man. Right. We can get along, you and I. Yeah. So let's go. Let's talk about the National Arena League. So I'm in all. I'm based in Albany, New York. I've got. Uh, I've got the Albany Empire. Uh, I got some Albany Empire gear. Actually, I have the. I don't know if you know about much about arena football history, mm-hmm. but do you know about the Albany Warbirds? I don't know if I heard you. You cut the internet, cut you out, and you said oh, that oh. you're an Albany Empire fan, and you have some gear, and that's that's all I heard. Yeah, but I'm all I need. Okay, yeah, there you go. But I've also got some. Um, I've got I've got a, a mini replica helmet. Do, you, do you, I don't know if you if you heard of the uh oh somebody backing up into the store? I hope not. <laughs> we trip. Gotcha. So. Something's about ever, to go down in here, st- Ryan. Something's going down. Oh no! Oh no! The alarm in this place got tripped just now. Oh geez. I'm gonna keep the camera rolling because yeah. there might be some great footage about that. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> really? Can you hear that alarm? I can hear that alarm. Is that yeah. very distracting? It's a little bit distracting, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep okay, going. Well, I'll, see, I'll try I, to I answer your police. question, but I, I'm going to admit I forgot what it was. Ah, there we go. It's off. Okay. So I got I got to show you something. So I'm going to school you on some uh, arena football history. So this helmet is the replica helmet for what was supposed to be the Albany Warbirds back in the day. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's I don't recognize that one. Okay, so a little bit of reading football. It's terrible. <laughs> this is very terrible. I can't believe I don't recognize that one. Yeah, the the, the reason why is because the uh, Albany Firebirds had left. They were bringing in an AF two team, and they were supposed to be known as the Albany Warbirds. The day Fantastic. of the announce, the day of the announcement was on September 11th, 2001. And they never became the Albany Warbirds. They had to change everything. They rebrand the whole entire thing. So that's going to become the Albany Conquest later on. But but somebody, I I got this uh, replica helmet from uh, from a guy who is a football enthusiast. He loves making these helmets. And I got me one of these uh, 
one of these helmets. It's really cool. Man, man so. that's actually a really creative logo. I'm surprised I haven't seen it. Now that you mention it, I've heard of the Conquest, but mm. I don't think I've ever seen the logo. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, this was the Warbirds. This was the prelude to the Conquest, and the Conquest nice. were, eh, they were okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go, looking moving to the NAL, because I'm in the, like I said, I'm, I'm in Albany. I'm a, we, we are the, the home of the National Arena League champion, Albany. Uh, empire uh, but what's your take on the what's your take what's your opinion on the league moving from single platoon to iron man football this year so if i, I you cut out again but what i okay. heard is what's your take on the league move and so i'm just gonna assume that it's iron man football is that yeah okay um honestly i love it i love it okay. it's something that no other league is doing right now uh it was, I think it was part of what actually attracted Arena Football League back when I started getting into it, was the idea of uh, of players playing both offense and defense. I played uh, backyard football growing up, and that's all. That's the way I always played. And it was some yep. smash mouth football. We didn't have helmets or pads or anything. We just smear each other in the dirt growing up, and uh, and I like the idea of, of players playing two ways. So I'm actually excited to see what uh, what it does what it looks like this time around. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I've looked at some of the rules. It's, it's a little bit confusing, but I, I think I understand it. Like, like they're going to try to try to limit, I guess, limit how many plays I could play or something. It's just, it's, I have to get myself familiar with it again. <laughs> Cause sure. growing up in the, growing up in the Albany area, I, I remember to watch the Firebirds when I'm growing up, when I was growing up and we got to call a couple of those games. That's how I got into arena football. Uh, we had touchdown. We had all those Good guys. Deal. Touchdown Eddie Brown. No, uh, no, Mike Pulaski, Eddie, uh, Mike Perez, all those guys. So, so uh, it's going to be fun for Albany to have well, not to Albany, but the uh, National Arena League to have Ironman football. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting concept for people to kind of grasp. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be an absolute treat, honestly, uh, especially since it's been a long time since anybody in the game has has played Ironman football. You've got a whole new generation of guys in there. Um, yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be a learning curve. There may be a little bit of sloppy football here and there, mm-hmm. but the thing to see is actually the growth, the actual growth in uh, in the players as they adjust to the Ironman style of play. Mm-hmm. All right. So, talking about the uh, National Arena League, we talked about the Ironman uh, Ironman aspect. Do you think? I mean, I have some concerns about Iron Man. I talk, I talked about it with my buddy Zach Kalman from uh, Inside yeah, the Walls. Great guy, a few great weeks guy. Ago. Awesome dude. Awesome dude. Knows his football. Uh, my concern was if if there's going to be a lot of injuries. Do you, I mean if they play the game, especially the offensive line, because you got to play both. You got to play both offensive and defensive line. You get kind of concerned about about uh, about the quarterback safety, but do, sure. but if this if do you see this going past next year? Or, or is it, does it is it here to stay? Man, what a what a great question! What a great question! Um, I think we call twenty twenty two experimental, okay. know, just to see what it does. Uh, in fact, talking to one of the owners of the teams in the NAL, that's a little bit how he sounded too. Is let's mm-hmm. just see what it does. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that they're going through lengths to uh, to make sure their players have the proper nutrition 
and to where they're checking the reps and not putting them in more than they need to, you know, making sure that people are well rested. Um, Cause I, you know, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but uh, at least the owner I talked to, he cares about his players mm. and, uh, and, and he's not afraid to, to spend the extra expense to make sure that they're taking. Yeah. That's a, that's a good perspective to have. I, I mean, I obviously want to take care of all my players too, uh, on yeah. both sides, especially on both sides of the ball. I mean, you'll have two, you'll have two offensive specialists and two defensive specialists, which is kind of different, kind of a flip from the uh, old arena football days where he had, uh, at least when they started, he just had the quarterback as your offensive specialist and no defensive specialist whatsoever. Uh, so it's a little bit more, it's a little bit better care of the players, which is which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. So I don't, I'm not going to spoil. I, I don't want you to spoil your your preview for the next uh, for the NAL edition. I, I heard the word spoil. That that's yeah, all I don't. I don't want you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want you to spoil who you're gonna who you're gonna rank as your in your preseason rankings for uh, Arena Football Simon <laughs> for the NAL. But who are you? Who are your teams to watch this year? I know we're we're stuck on six teams. We we can't seem. I mean, we were supposed. To, I thought we were supposed to have expansion this year. It's kind of uncertainty with West Virginia. Uh, Jersey went back to AAL, but but uh, San Antonio came up from AAL to fill that sixth spot. Who are your teams to watch this year? I'm grateful for all six teams involved. I know that they there it comes at tremendous sacrifice from the owners because I don't think any of them ever make a dime. I think they make money every year uh, trying to put a product on the field, and so uh, it's a passion thing for them. And uh, so I'm, I'm just really grateful. And so I'm going to keep keeping my eye on all of them. But in regards to specificity, uh, I'm keeping an eye on the San Antonio Gunslingers because they are an expansion team this year. After mm-hmm. watching the American Arena League last year, they their first game out, they were playing on absolutely horrible turf. They were playing in a rodeo barn. And now they're playing in a coliseum and have taken a huge leap from American Arena League to the National Arena League. So uh, I, I'm going to be watching them pretty closely and just crossing my fingers, hoping and praying they're not a one and done team like mm-hmm. in the last couple of years with the New York streets and the Jersey flight. Right. Uh, another team I'm keeping an eye on is um, the Columbus Lions. And the reason I say that is because the salary cap thing with the National Arena League to where there's no salary cap on players. Um, I, I'm a little bit more familiar with with the amount of money that Columbus has and it doesn't mm-hmm. compare uh, with other teams in the league. And so I'm watching them pretty closely because I think there's a potential there for a Cinderella story, so to speak, because mm-hmm. they don't have as much money to offer players to play in Columbus yet. They're a solid organization. I'm really curious to see how they do this year. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious about the Albany, my Albany empire. Uh, reason sure. being is because because Tommy Grady left under I guess you would I guess you would say questionable circumstances. I don't know if you followed that story at all, um, but there were some disputes about him not getting his bonus and just just oh, crazy situation there. So Grady leaves. He I guess you could say unofficially retires. They bring in Mike Faithful uh, from from I uh, it was. Jacksonville. He played with Jacksonville. Got hurt last year. Do you think Faithful is a step back from Grady, or is it just, is it just going to be status quo in terms of quarterback in Albany? You know, um, when it comes to when it comes to arena football quarterbacks, I don't think there's many better names than Tommy Grady. 
but mm-hmm. comes to National Arena League championships, um, both of them, uh, the last time they started a National Arena League championship, won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faithful's a very competent quarterback. I mean, he's he's a very, very good quarterback. I do think that uh, Tommy Grady's in a league of his own. I think he knows the game really well. He reads defenses really well, and, and he just has a ticking clock in his head when he knows when to release that ball. Um, if there is a downgrade going with Mike Faithful, then uh, I think it's a very small downgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Empire are good hands with Mike Faithful. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just it's funny because actually when 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 the Empire came back to Albany in the arena football in the old school arena football league, Faithful was Grady's understudy for the first season, which is oh, kind of funny. Wow. Kind See, of, I didn't know that. It kind of comes wow. It kind of comes. It comes full circle. It's it's pretty funny, but yeah, I I think I think with all the weapons that Albany has with Darius Prince coming back, um, I think they I think they're going to bring. A, I think I think Antoine Grant, Antoine Grant is going to join the team depending yep. on whether Grant. or not he gets drafted. I in tell the, you what, uh, USFL Education draft. Grant torched him last year a lot. So he did. Yeah. Uh, if if you can't beat him, sign him. That's what yeah. I say. and that's that's kind of what went down. And and basically with Malachi Jones, uh, he basically decided he's going to step away from arena football. Um, yeah. Kind of another Tommy Gray uh, to Mike Faithful situation. Uh, Malachi Jones to a, a Twain Grant. He, I guess they call him Twain. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't think it's much of a step down. I think I think right now Twain Grant and Malachi Jones are neck and neck. They're they're both really good receivers. So uh, they've got an Air Force in Albany still. <laughs> yeah, that they do. That they do. Um, Orlando and Jacksonville, uh, pretty pretty interesting uh, dynamics there. Uh, what can you tell us about Orlando and Jacksonville if you, uh, you know, that you know of? Because uh, you know, what kind of situations do they have going on there uh, in terms of uh, their situation? Man, uh, I think I think down there in Florida they they call it the war on I four, you know, uh, Interstate four that connects Jacksonville. Um, what a great rivalry! What a great rivalry! Uh, <clears throat> you know, I think Orlando's going to surprise some people this year. To be honest with you, um, when I look at who they've signed, they they signed a quarterback in EJ Hilliard who played with the Quad City Steamwheelers of the IFL, and the last time he played there, he won the year in a uh, twelve team league. I think it's twelve teams. Anyway, um, they've got him, and and they've got a pretty decent receiving core. Uh, the guy I'm looking at de- on defense is Brandon Fuentes. That's a him, I don't know if they still have Desmond Maxwell. I think he moved on to another league or, or went into the USFL draft. But but uh, I'm just going to say it right now. Brandon Fuentes of the Orlando Predators, I think, will be the Iron Man of the year. Uh, I think he's an incredible two-way player. Um, and I think because of that caliber, I think Orlando is going to be very, very competent. Jacksonville... Um, Frustrating year for him last year, two and six, missed the playoffs. Um, I think that they're going to be, I think they're going to be Jacksonville. You know, they're going to be, 
they have an identity of being a winning football team. And I think that they've got the potential and the players in, in place to be a winning football team again. Uh, bringing back Saya Burley as their head coach. The guy's got a fantastic offensive mind. And uh, one of the advantages, I think, for Saya Burley is he understands Ironman football better than some of the other coaches in the National Arena League. That being said, I think that uh, that Jacksonville is very competent because of the coach that understands the game. <laughs> so we're missing one more team, and that's the Carolina Cobras. Are, are the Cobras building to be a contender, and they, could they win an, an NAL championship in 2022? Oh, absolutely. Look, I think anybody, I think anybody could win the NAL championship. Um, as far as off seasons goes, I think Carolina had one of the best off seasons out of any team in the National Arena League in terms of uh, player signings. Um, in fact, uh, you know, when when the off season just started and, and free agency just opened, they were jumping on players really fast. And uh and I, I just had it in the back of my mind. Wow, they're they're a championship looking team already. But then Albany started signing some some people, and Orlando started signing some people. Um, Columbus got Mason Espinoza back. Um, you know they're <laughs> they're all be, they're all very competent teams and got great rosters. But uh, yes, I think that that Carolina definitely has a shot. So we're coming up to well, let's fast forward to August of 2022. Who's going to win the title? <laughs> Oh boy, you had to go there, didn't you? I had well, to. <laughs> you see, I, uh, I'm, I'm under contract with Marvel not to spoil anything. <laughs> no, I'm just uh. kidding. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I mean, I, I, I would love to say who I think it's going to be, but um, I, I'm not going to do it on no credentials required. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to probably do it in a satirical manner on arena football statement and uh and that way everybody hates on me instead of you so <laughs> I'll, I, I'll take this I'll, I'll take i don't mind being getting the smoke it's fine that's okay <laughs> 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 all right so we're gonna train i actually I do want to ask one thing i do a transition from arena football statement into another project you did and that was an actual feature film you did the you you, you wrote directed and starred in a movie called Vincent's Vow. Can you tell us a little bit about that movie and what, you know, what was the story behind the story? Well, Ryan, if I, if I heard the question, right, uh, I'm just going to start shooting from the hip. Okay. The motivation. Oh, wow. So um, <clears throat> the motivation for me to write the story uh, of, of Vincent's Vow was that uh Seeing a lot of broken relationships in the world uh, broke my heart, really. And uh, I read a quote from, I think it was Henry David Thoreau that says, for every thousand people that are hacking at the branches of evil, there's only one hacking at the roots. And because of all the broken relationships out in the world, I kept saying, what's the root of the problem? Everyone wants to blame it on this or that. What is the root of the problem? And, and after investigating it, uh, I just came to the conclusion that the human race doesn't really understand what the word love actually means. Yet we talk about it all the time, sing about mm -hmm. it all the time, fantasize it about it all the time. Uh, but very few understand what it means. So I just basically said, I'm going to research it and uh, I'm going to write a movie based on the research that I found. And uh, throughout that process, obviously, you know, 
I'm a filmmaker. And so I decided to direct it because I wanted to tell the story of mm-hmm. Vincent's Val and, uh, and basically just offer an idea to an audience of what love actually could be mm-hmm. and what it could look like. Um, and the reason I decided to star in it is mostly because the, the character was so complex. I had such a hard time trying to figure out how to direct another actor, uh, understanding the character and Mm. so because i really understood the character and how i wrote him then uh, i just made the decision to play the character i am an actor i've played in other movies before but uh it was just it was just a decision that basically i figured would be the best thing both financially and save a lot of breath trying to explain what i'm looking for out of the character Dukan, I want to thank you for joining me this this uh, on this episode of Countries Required. Where can people find you? Where can people find your channel? And where can people find the movie? Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Ryan. I really do. Honestly, uh, great show. I've watched it a couple times. Uh, looking forward to watching No, cre- no Credentials Required. Uh, much, much more. Um, where you. people can find me and my channel, basically, if you search Arena Football Statement on YouTube, you will find my videos. Uh, feel free to subscribe if you if you like the content. It's uh, silly but informative. Uh, tries to meet entertainment and education the best I can. You can find me there. You can find me on Facebook, Dukon Williams, uh, Arena Football Statement. And you can find my movie, Vincent's Vow, on Amazon Prime. You can be there. You can buy it digitally. You can also buy a DVD off of Amazon, Walmart.com christianbook.com and pretty soon here you'll be able to get vincent's vow off of itunes as well um and uh you can follow mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner hi i'm maria and i'm mike and we're team Team ready black hills energy knows your home is where your heart is so they want you to be ready it's all about keeping you safe prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather be ready for anything go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready page vincent's val the movie excellent excellent all right all right Dukan, thanks for joining me on no credentials required do appreciate it thank you so much for having me and i want to thank Dukan williams from arena football statement go check out his stuff on youtube just search arena football statement before we continue this, this week's episode, I want to tell you about another one of our partners at Godzilla Media, and that is Mohawk Honda. Spring is here. Well, kind of. <laughs> and it's a great time to get you into a new car at Mohawk Honda. Visit Mohawk Honda at Freeman's Bridge Road in Glenville to work with people you can trust during the car buying experience. Follow Mohawk Honda on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And this month, you can watch the Mohawk Honda staff compete in the plate change challenge march not only brings you this exciting event but throughout the month mohawk honda and, Sher- and mohawk chevrolet are collecting 
athletic equipment for underprivileged kids in the capital region. Bring your equipment to either location, either in, at Mohawk Honda in Glenville or Mohawk Chevrolet in Malta to help the community this month. To find the right price and the right vehicle, the spot is Glenville, New York and Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And now for the rest of the podcast episode, this is my Commissioner Power Rankings. And welcome back to No Credentials Required. I want to tell you about a couple things that are going on with both of my affiliations, Belly Up Sports and Godzilla Media locally in the Mighty 518. So on BellyUpSports.com, actually on BellyUpSports, we're doing a giveaway with one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, it's Pristine Auction. Here's what you need to do. Go to our Twitter account on Twitter.com forward slash BellyUpSports. Look for the tweet that has a giveaway for the Javante Adams signed jersey. Is what you need to do. You gotta follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter. You gotta retweet that tweet that's that's showing the giveaway. You gotta be registered on pristineauction.com forward slash register. That's all you need to do. Winner will be picked on March 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And in addition to that, Use register register use registration code Belly B E L L Y at sign up for ten dollars off your first purchase. Second thing I have is on Godzilla Media. We're doing a bracket challenge, which is sponsored by Hooter, locally by Hooters and Colony. So what we're going to do is that we're going to do a bracket challenge where you sign up with multiple. We can have you have brackets. You can join me and other Godzilla media personalities in, in picking the Cinderella's dark horses and final four and national champion for this year's men's tournament. Top three finishers will get prizes. Thanks to the Albany empire, Godzilla media and Hooters of Albany link will be on my Twitter page, which is at no creds REQ. So follow that account for more for, for the actual link to the page for our group sign up, Create a bracket, get yourself some nice prizes. So next thing we're going to do, so I meant to do this last week, but I didn't get a chance to because life is that I wanted to talk about my commissioner power rankings and the commissioner power rankings I did way back in the day when I was uh, when I hosted my show around for the weekend. May it rest in power. <laughs> what I would do is that. I did a couple times. I what I did is that I had done a commissioner power rankings. I did, I started this during the pandemic when there was no sports, no sports period, and I had ranked the top four, the, the four commissioners of the top four of the, the four major sports in the United States of America. You got Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL. So I'm going to bring it back, and I think it's appropriate to bring it back because of what happened with the baseball. Lockout. So at 972nd, and I exaggerate, but this how far down I have this particular commissioner is Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Now back in 2022, excuse me, back in 2020, Major League Baseball was supposed to start its season. Obviously, it got halted because of COVID. Uh, spring training was 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 stopped. You had no spring training. You had no opening day games. You had Basically, no season. So, went to the drawing board with Major League Baseball. 
and the MLBPA Players Association. Tony Clark is the chairman, I believe, is the uh, executive director of the of the um, of of the MLBPA. And they couldn't come to agreement on a. There almost wasn't a season. <laughs> there almost wasn't a 2020 season. And they came to an agreement: 60 games. I believe they had prorated contracts, or the players wanted to be paid their full contract for the season that they were pro- get the money they were promised. Which I believe they did, or they got prorated. I'm not really sure. I can't remember that. Can't think that far back, folks. But that was my bugaboo with Rob Manfred. He did a good job in 2014 when he negotiated labor peace, but that was 2014. Come to 2020, they can barely he can barely negotiate an agreement for a 60 game se- for a 60 game season where it's uh, this short, like 60 games, a full sprint for the, the finish line. But we had a lot of baseball action. We had the expanded playoff, which was best of three in the first round. Uh, actually, a best of one, actually, I think. We had a one-game playoff for the first round. Then we had a best of five, best of seven, and a best of seven World Series, and the Dodgers wound up winning that. But it was exciting to see that baseball had kind of expanded expanded the playoffs. Great. Expanded playoffs, and then the next season, they go back to the regular thing. They go right back to the regular thing where you have a one-game playoff for the wild card, then you have your two divisional round, either divisional rounds, then you have your championship round, then you have your World Series. So my biggest complaint about Manfred was that he could have done what NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman did. I'll get to him in just a second. He could have done what, uh, what Bettman did and that he could have negotiated labor peace in 2020 because they knew, really baseball knew, and the, and the players association did. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving a full pass to the major league players association by any stretch of the imagination. I know they get, they gotta do what they gotta do to negotiate labor peace, but I don't think they did enough to prevent the lockout from happening. But what he could have done was that he could have negotiated labor peace in going forward. Uh, that's what Gary Bettman did with the NHL with the NHLPA. He expanded labor peace for another seven years. Rob Manfred didn't do that. And they knew the both sides knew, both the owners and the players knew this is going to come to a head at the end of the 2021 season. And they did absolutely nothing to prevent it. And Rob Manfred is the head of that, is, is at the head of that snake where there, there was basically nothing done. So what happens? Come to December 2nd, we have a flurry of players signed right before the lockout happens. And then for the next two months, three months actually. From December all the way till today, May 10th, as I record at 9.21 p.m. Eastern Time, where there was no peace until that time. There was no, there was just negotiations. There were stalled tactics. There were players and the players and the owners leaving the, leaving the table after 15 minutes of negotiation, barely anything going on. And this could have been, this all could have been avoided. It's all could have been avoided back in 2020, back in 2021 during the offseason, the 2021 offseason. All this could have been prevented. And it, nothing happened. It didn't happen. And then we had we were have threatened we're threatening to miss games. Thankfully, there will be a full season. Spring training starts on Sunday. But I think we're gonna rush back. I think we're gonna rush these players back too soon. We're going to get injuries. All the star players in the Major League Baseball 
which was uh, you know, if you let's go, if you go to listen to the pregame for Corner Booth for the Corner Booth uh, podcast, which I was a uh, part of on Thursday night, Jared made a great point in saying that Major League Baseball wasn't a fault was in was on the upswing, no pun intended, because they had a lot of young stars, guys were having fun, homers everywhere. And by the way, I also want to, don't forget the whole Rob Manfred thing saying he admitted that he had the uh, the ball switched in the middle of the 2021 season. Or I think the first since the first I think after May of 2021, he switched the balls because he felt there were too many no hitters going into <laughs> going into June. When traditionally in Major League Baseball, you have your you have your no hitters in perfect games early in the season. That's just that's just science. <laughs> that's just science. So Rob Manfred who I believe eats his donuts and his desserts and uh, his candy bars and his pizza with a knife and fork. And I will die on that hill saying that uh, you are currently 971st or 972nd on the, on the commissioner power rankings. Now we're going to jump all the way up to number three <laughs> from 971st, all the way up to three. That number three is Roger Goodell. Now, Roger Goodell, I think he's got a lot of work to do in the offseason, especially with how the Calvin Ridley gambling scandal scandal was handled. Uh, Now, if you haven't been paying attention lately, and actually the NFL has been in the news quite a lot up until this recording with lots of quarterback movement, lots of player movement, players being cut, players being franchise tagged, quarterbacks being big name quarterbacks being traded or staying where they are. But, I'm going to be interested to see how Roger Goodell handles this new scandal with Calvin Ridley, who took time off to to get his mental health straightened out after this season. I think he I think after week seven or week eight, he decided to step away from the game. Well, to come to find out he's gambling on games uh, with an NFL. Well, I guess uh, granted, what's an what's with an, uh, an NFL sponsored. They're sponsoring the NFL with that app. It was a FanDuel account. I'm I'm curious to see if that one year suspension will be upheld or if Calvin Ridley will be able to appeal it with the National Football League Players Association. I think they're going to I don't know if that's a, a rule hard set rule in negotiations between the league and the players association when it comes to gambling. Yeah, you can't gamble on football games that yeah, I grant I get it you're not involved with it. But the rules are the rules. And you can gamble on your own free time can't gamble on sports I mean, you can gamble on sports you just can't gamble on games or any, any league games whether or not you're active or inactive with the team and calvin ridley was inactive at the time but he was still under contract with the the, the atlanta falcons so it's kind of a it's kind of a double-edged sword in terms of his involvement yeah you lost fifteen hundred dollars betting on a game but then you lose ten million dollars coming up to yeah, that's uh, use ten million dollars because you bet fifteen hundred. <laughs> it's it's you know it's can you, you know, and then the rules are the rules. Now I'm I'm kind of curious as to what's going to happen if they're going to if Goodell seems like a pushover to me in terms of the commissioners. Now when you look back at the commissioners in the NFL, Pete Rozelle, tough dude, tough dude to negotiate with. You saw it in '81, you saw it in '87 when the NFL missed games paused seasons and missed games because the players went on strike. You also had that lockout. I believe it was years later with the, uh, with 
Paul Tagliabue. But yeah, but Pete Roselle was a hard dude to, to deal with. And it was pretty evident with the missed games back in the 1980s. But after that, you had labor peace for a while. And when Pete, Pete Roselle resigned, you bring in Paul Tagliabue, who was very stringent on very stringent on rules. Was very was we kind of started the protect the shield movement. You got to protect the shield. You got to protect the brand. You can't go out in public and you know do unsavory things and get away with it. No, you can't do that anymore. But he's also very stringent on dress code, both on and off the field. You find, you you see players get fined for uniform violations a lot in the 1990s, and then. Tagliabue steps aside. You're bringing Roger Goodell, and I think Roger Goodell is more of a pushover. He's he's very, I think he's very pro player to a fault, and it had to do. I think a lot of that had to do with the uh, the just the social justice movement. He put in the uh, messages in the end zone, put messages in the back of the helmet, and a lot of the things they're doing with the SJW movement. I you know have your own you can have your own opinions on that. I necessarily don't like. That move, I don't like when player when leagues are making that kind of a. I, I get very cynical when corporations make that kind of uh, make those kind of announcement, make those kind of uh, signaling, because it tells me it doesn't really you don't really care about the movement. You just want people. You just want people's money. You just want consumers' money. And that's why I feel like the, what Goodell's doing with his this whole messaging. Now I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen after this after this Ridley situation, is he going to stand by the, the letter of the law, which states you are, you can be suspended for up to a year because you bet on, you, you gambled on football or will he capitulate to the players and reduce that sentence? And we get into what the, what about isms with, with uh, players being suspended for quite a lot less for domestic abuse and violence, domestic violence. That's, Apples and oranges. This is comparing apples and oranges. You're comparing domestic violence, which domestic violence, which is awful, very awful. Ray Rice never. Ray Rice was suspended for two games, and then he never set foot on a football. He was never set another foot on, a, on the NFL field again after that horrific footage came out. You got players being suspended for ten games, eleven games, missed the season because they committed abusive acts off the football field and very, and yes, you should be suspended for a very long time. If you commit violence against women or commit violence against anyone, period. But I'll be curious to see what he does with the Calvin Ridley situation. Will he, will he, will he keep that one year suspend one season suspension in place or will he capitulate to the players because of so many complaints uh, in the court of public opinion on ESPN or Fox or, or this this dopey podcast. <laughs> and at number two, am I, that, that's number three. That's number three, uh, Roger Goodell. He's the he's the number three on my commissioner's power rankings. Number two, Adam Silver. And the only reason why I say Adam Silver is number two is because you don't hear a whole lot about what he's doing. <laughs> you know, he's the quiet man of the of the commissioners. You don't hear a lot of hubbub around him you don't hear about conspiracy theories like he did with david stern you don't hear you've never seen you haven't seen another incident like the mouse at the palace from back in 2004 
the game is a lot looser. It's a lot more fluid. Guys are a lot more athletic. Uh, the defensive rules have been the more stringent. Offensive rules have been more relaxed. You see a lot more high scoring games. You don't see as much. I mean, you'll, you'll see some defensive plays, but but guys are so. But the players in this, on the court are so much more athletic than they were twenty years ago, when you saw when you would when you would see totals of like eighty five eighty or ninety five to eighty three. Uh, as a final score of an NBA game, a lot, the, the game was game moves a lot more quicker. It's a lot faster. It's a lot more athletic. You see guys throwing up shots that are unreal. You see unreal dunks. And I'm kind of slowly getting back on track into getting back into the NBA. I think a lot of it has to do with John Morant. He's incredible, but you don't hear much from Adam Silver. I think that's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing that your commissioner is not in the news constantly. Um, when he come, when he, when he got to, when he's asked about the COVID rules, he said, yeah, I'm players can make their own choice of what, whether or not they want to get vaccinated. And I thought that was a really bold stance, but it was the correct stance. I mean, these guys are adults. They can make their own choices. They make their own responsibility. You're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for your own bodily autonomy. You are responsible for what you put into your body. And I think that should apply I think that should apply uh, on a universal level. That's just me speaking as a as someone who leans politically homeless. <laughs> I guess you could say libertarian slash homeless. But yeah, I mean that's the only thing that Adam Silver has really been in the news about is is COVID vaccinations and COVID protocol, which are kind of ending right now. And the COVID's kind of, I guess you could say it's kind of over. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Number one on my commission, that's Adam Silver. He's at number two. Number one on my commissioner power ranking is Gary Bettman, National Hockey League. Here's why. And I, I actually posted my, I actually posted this on our Twitter account for No Credentials Required at No Creds REQ. I put up a, an, an informal commissioner power ranking list because, like everybody else, we were all mad at Rob Manford and justifiably so. Did a terrible job with this lockout, this negotiation, keeping players out of spring training for a long time and keeping players from doing their job and getting paychecks. But Gary Bettman's number one. Somebody actually clapped back at me and said, Adam Silver should be number one. Well, Adam Silver's not in the news as much. And there's been labor peace in the NBA for a long time, but a lot of that had to do under David Stern before Adam Silver kind of stepped in. Plus, it's my poll, my rules, it's my rankings. Go pound sand. <laughs> but I have Gary Bettman as number one. And the reason why I have Gary Bettman as number one, it goes all the way back to the summer of 20, the spring and summer of 2020 when we had no sports. We had no sports. And Gary Bettman took the chance to reach out to build to uh, Donald Fear, the Players Association president, and said, look, we got nothing going on. Players aren't playing. Players are at home. Everybody's quarantining. Let's strike a deal. Let's like let's, let's extend this labor peace going forward. Because in the past, we've had lockout in 1994-95. We had a canceled season in 2005. We had a lockout in 2012-2011-2012, or the 12 and 13. Regardless, NHL's had lockouts and pl- and and missed seasons because they couldn't figure out because the players association in the league couldn't figure out labor peace. Well, 
We have liver peace until 2026. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's play some hockey. <laughs> and not only that, Gary Bettman got the National Hockey League back on ESPN. Hockey fans have been crying out for years. We've got to get back on the network. We've got to get back on the worldwide leader. We've got to get back on ESPN. Granted, it was a great thing that the NHL was on NBC for so long, but you don't see the ratings on NBC Sports you can get on ESPN, on the worldwide leader. And I say a lot of things about ESPN. I may not necessarily appreciate, appreciate, but just agree with a lot of their hosts and what they say. But Gary Bettman did a great job in getting the league back on not only ESPN, but also TNT on Turner Sports. You can see games on Wednesday nights regularly now. On Hulu, being streamed on Hulu, streamed on ESPN Plus, and find the occasional Saturday afternoon game on ABC now. And they're going to have the Stanley Cup final on ABC. So, how exciting is it to be a hockey fan in the United States of America right now? You've got young, talented players who will be pillars of the league for the next decade plus. Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, Patrick Kane, who's been a pillar since his days since he started in the league in 2006. Yeah. All these young, talented players and American born players. If I'm not, if I I may add American born players who can launch hockey into fan stratosphere. Now I, uh, you know, you'll, I guess you'll see more casual fan. I think, I think this deal and the fact that Gary Bettman got the chance, got the opportunity to have ESPN, the NHL back on ESPN, casual fans are more, will be more in tune, or more likely to tune in, because it's on the worldwide worldwide leader now. So you got labor peace, you've got big American television contract with not just one but two networks with ESPN and Turner Sports, who does a, who I guess have been doing a pretty good job, uh, getting some. Ex players like Rick Tockett, Wayne Gretzky, the great one, to be a part of a panel for 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 ESP for like like a like a like their coverage on NBA. Where you have Shaq and Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley. Now, granted, hockey players are not as bombastic as NBA ex NBA players, but they're knowledgeable. They know the game. They know the game, and they'd be happy to explain it to an audience who's kind of newer to the game. And I'm all for it. So for as many warts as Gary Bemman has had in his tenure, 25 plus year tenure as commissioner of the NHL, I give him the number one spot. I give credit. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I'm mad enough to admit when I'm wrong and I'm wrong. I've been wrong about Bemman. I think he, I think he's been a better commissioner since the last lockout been Oh, and I know the fact that I've expanded, they've added not one, but two expansion teams in Vegas and Seattle. And the fact that, and again, I keep, I keep bringing this up, but the fact that Seattle went back, went, the fact that Seattle got an NHL team before they're getting an NBA team back, it still blows my mind. It's also pretty hysterical as a hockey guy. And I'll admit, I'm a hockey guy. I'm a little biased, but I'm seeing it like it is. And that's my commissioner power ranking. So a 975th. I keep changing that number. <laughs> Rob Manfred. In third, I got Roger Goodell. In second, I got Adam Silver in number one spot. I've got Gary Bettman. 
there for listening on the podcast side. Be right back in just a moment. You're listening to No Credentials Required. And welcome back to No Credentials Required. Thanks again for listening to episode 69. Again, I want to thank Dukon Williams from Arena Football Statement. And thanks for listening to my Commissioner Power Rankings. Before I end this episode, I just want to remind you about a way to support the show. That's on bonfire.com. Just through a search for No Credentials Required. And we've got some shirts. We've got hoodie. We've, we've got a hoodie. <laughs> we've got a woman's shirt. We've also got a shirt of a specially designed logo to help raise charity for no shave November, which helps cancer, which helps cancer research and on social media side. Again, Twitter and Instagram, no creds, R E Q facebook.com forward slash no creds, R E Q on YouTube search, no credentials required, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to let you know. Now I'll let you know when new videos are released. I've been your host, Ryan McCarthy. Thanks again for listening to episode 69 of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll talk to you again next time. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No Credentials Required is a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.